0: You laughed with him when he played the Marine in the movie Wake Island, and soon you'll see him in Two Years Before the Mast. He's Hollywood's magnificent mug. Okay,
1: uh, call me a mug. But remember, looks ain't everything. I may not have Walter Pigeon's face,
0: but I've got Pigeon's toes. <laughs> the American Meat Institute presents William Bendix in the Life of Riley. The meat people of America, providing a great food for a great nation. During this Thanksgiving season, there's one thing more America can be thankful for. Her farmers have produced the biggest corn crop on record, more than three billion bushels. Much of that corn will be fed to meat animals, and that means meat on your table during 1945. And now, on behalf of all those engaged in supplying meat to the nation, the American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley. Human speech is what distinguishes man from the lower animals. It is also what gets man into trouble, especially when the man is Chester A. Riley, late of Brooklyn, now a war worker in California. And the trouble is brewing right now in the Riley kitchen.
2: Oh, Mother, please say I can go. Well, Babs, I don't see any harm in it myself, but if your father says no, that's all there is to it. Well, I'll tell you. After all, I'm 16, and when a girl is 16, she isn't a child anymore. And if her very best friend's getting married and asks her to be bridesmaid at a military wedding, how does it look if a girl has to write back and say her father won't let her out of his sight a minute?
1: Well, I didn't say... Now, Babs,
2: you've done enough talking. Let's hear what your father has to say now.
1: Thank you. Well, what I say is...
2: Not that I agree with everything he says. (laughs) At least we should listen.
1: Thank you extremely. It isn't that
2: the wedding was way back... (laughs) way back east in Chicago or someplace. It's just up in San Francisco, and that's right in the same state with us. And I'll only be gone a week, Mother. Well, of course, Babs. It isn't what I think. It's what your father thinks.
1: If anybody knows what I think, they must be a mind reader.
2: <laughs> well, we're listening, Daddy. Go ahead and talk.
1: Well, I'll try, but I'm a little out of practice. Well, if you really want to know what I think... Yes, dear? I was waiting to get interrupted again.
2: <laughs> well, we won't say another word, Daddy.
1: Well... I got a simple solution. Seeing as how Babs promised Frances she'd be her bridesmaid... Yes. ...and seeing as how Frances lives all the way up in San Francisco... Yes, Daddy. ...I think Frances ought to have her wedding down here... ...where you can go to it without leaving home.
2: (laughs) How's that? That's simple, all right. Thank you. Babs, I give up. Daddy, Frances can't come down here. I've got to go up there. or else miss seeing my best friend get married. Oh, it's a shame. Military wedding's so lovely... The groom's fellow officers with their swords held up for the couples to pass under. Babs all in pink walking on the arm of some handsome young admiral.
1: Well, I, I don't care. I, I just don't want to send my daughter to a big city all alone. You don't see Admiral Nimitz sending a little unprotected boat into dangerous waters without a convoy.
2: Oh, but, Dad, I won't be alone. Why, well, I'd be surrounded by dozens of
3: sailors. <laughs>
1: That ain't no convoy, that's a task force. (laughs) No, I I, I, I wouldn't mind if your mother went along. Oh, they ask
2: you to, Mother. Why don't you come with me? I've told you, Babs, I can't leave your father alone. You can, too.
1: Go ahead, go with Babs, and let's have some peace and quiet around here.
2: Well, I like that. So you have to get me out of the house to get some peace and quiet.
1: I didn't say... Oh, Mother,
2: come on, go with me. No can't leave your father, even if he doesn't appreciate all I do. I
1: do, too, only I can take care of myself.
2: Why, you can't even remember where your clothes are. Can't find a handkerchief unless it's right under your nose.
1: That's where it's supposed to be.
2: <laughs>
1: now you're making me out helpless like a baby.
2: Well... Yes. Since you asked me, dear, you're the most helpless man around the house I ever saw. Oh, Mother, now you're making him mad and he'll never let me go.
1: I will, too. You can go.
2: Daddy, I can? If
1: your mother goes with you... Uh... And if she don't, you can't. So it's all up to your mother. If she's too stubborn to go, don't blame me. Now I'm stubborn?
2: Well, I like that. Now,
1: please, I don't want to hear no more about it. I've settled the whole thing good, and my conscience is clear. Now I'm going out and sit on the back stoop and blow out my brains with some fresh air.
3: Who's
4: that? It's your neighbor, Waldo
3: Penny.
4: Oh. How are you, Waldo? Oh, my aching back. (laughs) What's it aching from now? Housework. I despise it. Two women in the house make a lot of work for a man.
1: Well, you ought to make your wife and her aunt do some of the housework, Waldo. Well,
4: today I fooled them. I made their beds, but I sneaked out without making my wife's French poodles bed.
1: Oh, you'll catch it, Wildo. Your wife will put you in a doghouse.
4: I wish she would. It's bigger than my room.
1: You should be like me, Wildo. I'm boss in my house. Oh, Pop. Oh, Pop. What do you want, Junior?
5: Pop, can I have a quarter for the movies?
1: No, Junior. No more quarters this week. You've got to learn to live within my budget. But,
5: Pop. I uh... said
1: no. Now, go play with your friends. I'm discussing something with Waldo here.
5: Oh, gee whiz, I never get anything around
1: here. You see, Waldo, just like I told you, nobody gets away with nothing. I'm boss in my house.
4: Yes, you're boss with your boy, but uh, what about your wife? Oh, I'm even bossier with her. Yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, is your wife taking that trip with Babs?
1: Waldo, someday that key in our back door is going to puncture your eardrum.
4: <laughs> Mr. Riley, I'll have you know I do not listen at doors. I heard you through the window. (laughs) Mr. Riley, take it from a man who knows. You've got to be firm with women. Yeah? Why don't you get firm with your wife, Waldo? Well, it's too late for me now. Once I let my wife make a decision... What was that? She decided we'd get married. (laughs) She'd been deciding everything ever since. I guess you're right. A man ought to decide all the decisions. Now, you take this question of Mrs. Riley going to San
1: Francisco. Well, I'll tell you, Waldo, I put my foot down there. I showed her who was boss. I said, you're going to either go or stay. Take your choice.
4: <laughs> but you should have ordered her to go, positively.
1: Well, to tell you the truth, I
4: kind of miss her
1: a, a
4: lot. Yes, but it's good for married people to miss each other once in a while. You know what wrecks most marriages? Propinquity.
1: You're right. What does that mean?
4: (laughs) A Propinquity means seeing too much of each other. Married people need a vacation from each other. Now, when Mrs. Riley came back, she'd be happier to see you than ever.
1: You think I ought to order her, huh?
3: Well,
4: you know the old saying. Far fields look greener and absence makes the heart grow fonder.
1: Uh, You might be right, Waldo. I notice a couple of times lately when she kisses me hello, her eyes get a faraway look like she's thinking of basting the pot roast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Nip it in the butt, Mr. Riley.
1: That's what I'll do. I'll go in there and say, Peg, you absolutely got to go to San Francisco with Babs, because the only way that married people can live together and be happy is to separate and be miserable.
2: <laughs> oh, but Mother, Daddy and Junior would be all right here, and it would be such fun. Peg, Peg.
1: Listen, Peg, my head's made up.
2: Well, that's fine, Riley. Now, as soon as I make up my mind, we can decide. It's
1: all decided. You're going.
2: Oh, am I? Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a good mind to go and teach you a lesson. Bet you'd miss me after a day or two. Well, sure,
1: but it'd be good to miss you for a change.
2: What? Well, I i mean, it's
1: a good thing for married people to miss each other. Well... Yeah, well, when people see too much of people, uh, perpinkity sets in. <laughs> But absence makes the grass grow greener.
3: <laughs> Why,
2: I almost think you want to get rid of me. Now,
1: don't be twisting around what I say, Peg.
2: Well, if you do, I'll make it easy for you. Oh, Mother, I don't think Daddy means anything. Beds,
1: don't be telling me what I mean. If I don't know what I mean, how can you tell?
2: <laughs> All I say is I'm ordering you to go, both of you, and that's final. Oh, my goodness, Babs, close the window. That Waldo Benny's wife's got ears like a scoop shovel. Yes, Mother. <laughs> there now then Chester Riley what's all this about ordering me to go away
1: oh Peg you know what I mean it's, it's just that Babs wants to be at this wedding and well I'll miss you Peg but I, I don't think she ought to go alone
2: <clears throat> sure you'll miss me
1: sure dumpling, but I'll get by somehow
2: All right, dear. I'll do it. Oh, thank you, Mother. Thanks, Daddy.
1: Well, listen, Peg, be be sure to come home as soon as that wedding's over so we can go on with
3: ours. (laughs) Yes,
2: Miss Furbish, I heard it with my own ears. Sure as my name's Letitia Binney, Riley practically threw her out of the house. I'm ordering you to get out, he says. That was last night, and now she's going. Uh Uh-huh, I can see her. She's walking down the street with two heavy suitcases. (laughs) Probably taking the silver with her. The daughter's going with the mother. What? Why, of course. The mother always gets custody of the girl.
6: Uh, this is Sanderlina Furbish. Did you hear about the Rileys? Well, my dear, it's come at last. Yes, a knockdown drag out fight. So what does she do but up and leave him? Oh, yes, bag and baggage. Why, she's going to Reno, of course. Yes, isn't it a shame? <laughs> oh, uh, but I always said it couldn't last. They were a little too lovey-dovey to be true.
3: <laughs>
1: Hello, Rowley the Hermit speaking. Oh, Muley Durkin, hiya. What? Oh, sure, I feel okay. Yeah, I'm all alone, whatever. No, why would Peg leave me a goodbye note? I knew she was going. Certainly, I made her go. I got sick of arguing. What? No, I ain't lonely. I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah, you never know how many friends you got till your wife leaves you. ha, <laughs>
3: ha.
1: Uh, Thanks, Beauty. So long. Ah, what friends I got fussing over me like that. (laughs) You'd think Peg was going for good the way they talk.
0: (laughs) In a moment, we'll rejoin Riley, who is completely unaware of the rumor that he himself has helped spread right now, this is Ken Niles, your regular Sunday evening speaker for the American Meat Institute. If you have a husband and a child or children, you're undoubtedly familiar with this great American war cry, When do we eat? And if the time isn't soon and the eating isn't right, why, that's life's darkest moment for a loving wife and mother. Now, I'm going to sell insurance against such a situation. Pot roast of beef. A great, big, important-looking piece of good eating. The rich brown of its gravy drenching its crispy sides. Carrots, beans, maybe tomatoes smiling up all around. A platter full of pleasure. And you hardly need a carving knife because pot roast, braised long and slowly, can almost be cut with a fork. Pot roast is usually available these days. Pot roast, if the family doesn't eat it all, usually gives you handy leftovers for another meal. Pot roast is good meat, rich in life essential, highest quality proteins. Meat is a yardstick of protean foods because meat measures up to every protean need. Ladies, make it pot roast and make it tomorrow. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Peg and Babs Riley have gone away for a week to see a girlfriend of Babs married. And a gossipy neighbor has started a false report that Riley and his wife are separating. Riley has no idea of what is being said, so he isn't doing a thing to curb the rumor that keeps on rolling along. It's about to receive further impetus as Miss Sandralina Furbish, the neighborhood's prowling spinster, meets Riley's son, Junior. Oh,
6: Junior! Uh, Junior Riley! Oh, hello, Miss Furbish! Junior, you poor dear boy, is it true? Is it really true? Is your mother
5: gone? Oh, yeah, it's true. She left this morning. Oh, she did, huh? And it all happened so suddenly, too. No, it wasn't sudden. Mom and Pop have been arguing about it for days. Really? Oh, you poor motherless boy, wandering
6: around the streets all day. Is your daddy home alone? Oh, yeah. I- I'm just going home to keep him company. I have a better idea. Here's 25 cents. You go to the movies. <laughs> Well, gee, thanks, Miss Furbish, but Pop- Don't you worry about your dear father. He won't be lonesome. I'll drop around and cheer him up. Oh, it takes a woman to make a man forget another woman. <laughs> Mr. Riley. Oh, Hello. Uh, remember little me, Mr. Riley? Uh, Mrs. Newley Durkin introduced us at the block party last year uh, when they opened the l- new sewer. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah, that's where we met at the sewer. <laughs> uh, I uh, I didn't quite catch your name, Mister, uh, Mrs. Uh... Um, miss Miss
6: Angelina Furbish. But uh. <laughs> oh, well, I'd be willing to make a change. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Riley Jr. told me about your wife leaving, and I just went right home and baked you these cookies. Six dozen.
1: Oh, uh, well, thanks. Gee, everybody's bringing me food.
6: My, what a lovely kitchen. Oh, what I could do with a kitchen like this.
1: You
6: yeah, could, huh? <laughs> well, I could if I had the right man to eat my cooking. (laughs) Now you sit right down at the table and I'll fix you a tasty little bite. You know what they say, the way to get to a man's heart is through his stomach.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but is this trip really necessary?
6: unhappy man. I know what you must be going through, living here all alone.
1: Oh, I I ain't exactly all alone. There's about 200,000 ants in the house.
6: Oh, Oh, now, Mr. Riley, don't pretend to me. You're only trying to be gay, but we must think of your son, Junior. Poor motherless boy. Oh, I just love boys any age.
1: Look, Miss Furbish, there's something puzzling my head.
6: Oh, your poor head. Uh, why don't you let Sandy smooth away all the ache and care from your brow? Uh, Mr. Riley, my close friends call me Sandy.
1: I remember that, Miss Furbish.
6: Oh, I do believe you're shy, Mr. Riley. Oh, well, you'll get over that. Now relax, you poor boy. Where's your evening paper to read? I read it. And where's your pipe? I love a pipe.
1: Well, you can have my pipe, but I ain't got no tobacco for you.
6: <laughs> oh, and your slippers. I love to see a man in slippers. Now, you sit still. I'll get them for you. Oh, I was just born to wait on some man. Oh,
3: little me. Oh, so sweet.
1: No. Oh, wait, Miss Furbish. Miss <laughs> Furbish, come back.
6: Oh, you're all right, Did
1: you miss me? Yeah. I, uh, no. I mean, Look. I don't need my slippers, and thanks for the cookies and everything, Miss Furbish. Good night now.
6: Well, are you sure you'll be all right, Mr. Riley, all alone?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm going to turn in.
6: Well, good night then, but I'll be back tomorrow to get your breakfast.
1: I always eat breakfast out, starting tomorrow.
6: (laughs) Oh, good night, sweet prince. Good night. Oh, it's hard to say goodbye, isn't it?
1: practically impossible. (laughs) But But I'll make it as soon as you take your foot out of the door.
6: (laughs) Oh, pardon me. Yes. Well, good night. Good night. And don't you worry, I'm going to look after you. I'll just creep in and out every day like a little mouse.
1: A little mouse. For the first time in my life, I wish I was a cat. (laughs)
7: <laughs> Mr. Riley? That's me I know, that's why I said Mr. Riley I have news for you, Mr. Riley Your wife has left town I know that, how do you know? Well, I keep my ear to the ground I pick up a lot of dirt that way
3: <laughs> <laughs>
7: Say, uh, who are you anyway? Oh, pardon me. I forgot. We've never met. Are your hands clean? Uh, yes. Then here's my card. Uh. I'm Jay Gordon Chase, attorney at law. Chase, Chase,
1: Chase, Chase, and Brecker. How did that Brecker get in there?
7: He prints the cards. (laughs) Look,
1: uh, Mr. Chase, I'm... I'm very
7: busy, so tell me what you want. Let's be brutally frank, Mr. Riley. In 99 cases out of 100, what is the main reason for divorce? Well, marriage... (laughs) <laughs> no, but you're warm The main reason for divorce is desertion Well, listen, what's that
1: got to do with me?
7: Well, your wife has gone to San Francisco bag and baggage An open and shut case of desertion
1: You're crazy, my wife ain't deserting me, she's coming
7: back Nonsense, she couldn't even if she wanted to how will she ever get a train reservation? Get out of here. I tell you, she's coming back. Very well. If she double-crosses us and returns, we'll play ball with her. We'll offer a half your salary, the furniture, drapes, and complete custody of your mother-in-law.
1: <laughs> Listen, are you out of your mind? I don't
7: want no divorce. No. You don't? No. Well, frankly, Mr. Riley, this comes as a bit of a blow. Our entire organization is planning on it. <laughs> Why should I get divorced? I'm very happy. Well, if you don't want a divorce, how about letting me sue all your friends for spreading a rumor that you are getting a divorce?
1: <laughs> get out of here. And here's your card. Keep it, sir. Maybe you'll have an accident soon. Get out, With the next ambulance you chase, you'll be riding in it. <laughs> that you,
5: Junior?
1: Yeah, Pop. Well, about time you came home. I've been lonesome. Hey, what are you looking so down in the mouth about?
5: I feel down in the mouth.
1: Oh, I guess you're lonesome too, huh, Sonny? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer that was here a little while ago. It'll hand you a big laugh.
5: This lawyer... I don't feel like laughing.
1: Hey, where you been, Junior?
5: The movies.
1: Oh, I guess you saw one of them horror pictures. Well,
5: listen, this lawyer had the nerve. It wasn't to... a horror picture. It was the kind of picture that makes a fella think.
1: Yeah? What was the name of the picture?
5: Children of Divorce.
1: <laughs> you should stay away from silly pictures like that. Plenty of time to see them after you're married.
5: <laughs> Pop, did you say a lawyer was here?
1: Yeah, and guess what he wanted?
5: To divorce you and Mom. Yeah, ain't that a killer? (laughs) (laughs) Then it's true. What's true? What everybody's saying, that you and Mom are splitting up.
1: Who says we're splitting up?
5: The whole neighborhood says so. On my way home from the movies, at least six people stopped me and said they were sorry.
1: Well, don't you believe them. I'd like to get my hands on the scandal mongrel who started this.
5: You should have told me, Pop. In this picture I saw... The children were the last to know.
1: (laughs) Listen, will you stop this crazy talk, Junior? Your mother and me ain't splitting up.
5: But didn't Mom take Babs and go away? Well,
1: sure, but only permanently for the weekend. (laughs) You know that.
5: Pop, we're in this together. Let's talk it over man to man.
1: There's nothing to talk over, your mother and me. Pop,
5: don't be stubborn. Take Mom back. Please, Pop. Don't split up our home. Or something terrible happened just like it did to the man in the picture. You'll stop shaving and look like a bum.
1: (laughs) I'll never look like that. I'll uh, I'll go shave right now, Junior.
5: What about me? I'll become a juvenile delinquent.
1: You're too young to be a juvenile delinquent. (laughs) Now get all these crazy ideas out of your head. You go to the wrong movies. You should go and see sensible pictures, like, uh, like Mr. Skeffington or Mrs. Parking Lot. <laughs> Junior, an earthquake couldn't split me and your mother, so get that through my
5: thick skull. <laughs> oh, but, Pop, why did you send for a divorce lawyer? I didn't send for him. Well, if you didn't call him, Mom must have sent him.
1: But why should she send him? She's only gone for the weekend to San Francisco. She... Wait a minute. How do I know she's only going for the weekend? (laughs) If she's only going for the weekend, why did she take her spring coat? It ain't warm enough in San Francisco for a spring coat. How do I know she went to San Francisco? (laughs) Maybe she didn't. Maybe she went someplace where you can use a spring coat. In Nevada, you can use a spring coat. That's where she went, to Nevada, to Reno, Nevada, my own wife, after 18 years of marriage, goes to Reno without taking me. (laughs) How could she do a thing like this, divorcing her own husband? Hello?
2: Hello, Riley, this is Peg.
1: Listen, Peg, I ain't giving you a divorce, and that's final.
2: Wow talking about?
1: Listen, Peg, before you say anything, I want to say what I got to say. I mean, I didn't mean what I said before you went about you going, because now I don't want you to go until you come back and talk it over. What's all this? Hey, Dumplin', give me another chance. (laughs) Just come back where I can talk face to face instead of person to person.
2: (laughs) Come back?
1: I know I could be a better husband if you'd only... Uh, uh, you're what?
2: I'm down at the station. I came back sooner from San Francisco than I thought.
1: Peg. Peg, you, you're coming back to me?
2: Of course. And you, you're you not
1: mad or anything?
2: I know, Riley. What's got into you?
1: Oh, well, hurry home and I'll tell you.
2: I'll be right home, dear. Here's a kiss till I get there. Bye.
1: Wait, Peg. Hello. Peg.
2: Peg. Sir, you're no longer connected with your party.
1: That's what you think, sister. (laughs) Junior. Junior, she's coming back. We're still married. We won't have to divide you. Oh, what a wonderful evening. Oh, what a mess this house is in. I gotta get it fixed up for Peg. She's coming home. Oh, what a wonderful feeling. My wife says she's coming home. Cobwebs all over the ceiling. I gotta find me a broom.
0: we'll be back in just a moment. Ladies, did you ever see the kind of breakfast your husbands eat when they're away on a trip? Ah, you'd be surprised. Not just toast and coffee. No, sir. It's pancakes and a platter of sizzling pork sausage. Or salt pork and fried mush or ham and eggs or bacon and waffles. You know, maybe it's just instinct. But with a big day ahead, those men of yours stoke up on such solid combinations of food energy and highest quality proteins as you find in all breakfast meats why not give them that same kind of breakfast at home? For remember, all meat has the right kind of proteins to build and rebuild body tissues. Meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. The nutritional statements about meat I've just made are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association.
2: the wedding a day sooner, Dad, so we got through and hurried back.
1: Oh, it's great to have you back, Dumplin'.
2: Oh, I say, we thought you were never coming back. Oh, Riley, how could you believe a thing like that? Well,
1: sometimes I'm dumber than I look.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's possible. <laughs> but anyway, there's one thing I know. From now on, we ain't never going to be separated. I ain't letting you out of my sight for one second. Well, goodbye, Dumplin'.
2: Oh, Riley, where are you going?
1: Well, after all, tonight's my bowling night. Good night.
0: <laughs> the Life of Riley, starring William Bendix, sponsored by the American Meat Institute, will be back next week at this same time. William Bendix appears on this program by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley was directed by Don Bernard with music by Lou Kosloff and came to you from Hollywood. This is Ken Niles saying, see you next week.
5: This is the Blue
3: Network. 7.30 at KECA Los Angeles.